welcome to Tech Law Talks. I am Anthony Diana, a member of Reed Smith's Tech and Data Group. In each episode of this podcast, we will discuss cutting-edge issues on technology, data, and the law. We will provide practical observations on a wide variety of technology and data topics to give you quick and actionable tips to address the issues you are dealing with every day. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Tech Law Talks. And this is an episode in our M365 in 5 series. In today's episode, we will discuss data protection law issues involved with the use of M365 in the EU and specifically in Germany and how organizations can react if authorities come knocking on the door. Today, we have Catherine Castaldo and Andy Splitzberger um, from Reed Smith. Andy's in our German office. Uh, Catherine's in our New York office. And this is Anthony Diana from Reed Smith. So it seems like the entire world is starting to use M365. Andy, what are the main concerns in the EU, and especially with the German authorities, about the use of M365? Yeah, thanks, Anthony. And uh, hello, everyone here from Germany. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's uh, all about profiling and tracking and international data transfers, the so-called TREMS2 situation. Data protection authorities in Europe are at this point not totally convinced that the use of uh, 365 fully complies with GDPR. First, the data processing agreement in place between Microsoft and its customers um, was considered too imprecise, whether or not Microsoft is controller or processor. And then um, secondly, use of certain analytics and telemetry data by the organizations and Microsoft raises concerns by the authorities. This has triggered a larger echo in Germany and in Europe. The first authority to come up with concerns was the Dutch data protection authorities that produced a template data protection impact assessment. And then um, end of last year, German authorities published their concerns. And now we see German authorities distribute questionnaires to organizations asking them questions around their use of Office 365. Okay, that's that's a lot. Catherine, from a U.S. perspective? Yes, we, we have a lot of clients here in the United States, um, institutions that are concerned about their importing of data and their use of 365. So we're giving them advice to, to be very transparent about their use of 365, to carefully consider the, the data that they need to import and also to analyze their data retention plans in order to minimize the amount of data that they need to, to store for long periods of time. In Within that context, we generally give them the advice to perform a privacy impact assessment. So, Andy, you mentioned this questionnaire that German authorities are uh, starting to put out and, and you know basically knock on the doors of our clients. So in terms of the, the questions, I think one of the first questions on the questionnaire is, you know, how does your company use M365? So how do you answer that? Yes, so um, that's that's a question where organizations should carefully consider from the start what they say. The authority wants to hear what services or features such as Word, Excel, PowerPoint, etc. organizations are using. For example, organizations should check whether they really need to use My Analytics or 12 as those raise special data protection concerns by the European authorities. Also, organizations should should monitor regularly whether Microsoft adds or removes certain services or features during the term of the service. Yeah, and that's a that's a tricky one because we've seen the business 
want things like my analytics without necessarily thinking about the privacy considerations. So definitely keep that in mind. And then another question on the questionnaire, and I guess that you have to be prepared for, is what is the purpose and, and legal basis for why uh, Microsoft 365 is used? This is asking about the justification under GDPR, why the data is being processed and what the permission for that is. The usual answer here will be contract performance and then to a certain extent also the balancing of interest justification or the requirement to comply with legal obligations, which for example also includes IT security. Consent is usually not uh, the right justification, especially when used uh, in the employment context, because employee consent is often difficult to obtain. So another another question is, will personal data be transferred to the US or other countries outside the European economic area? Which seems like a pretty obvious question, but how do you answer that? This is also a critical question as the authority might then ask follow-up questions on the data transfer mechanisms. We have some clients that are purely operating in Europe and they might have, might use service only in Europe and other situations, mainly for global organizations. The organization will have to indicate here that yes, data will be transferred to the US. And then depending on the services mentioned, the organization will have to check which data goes to the US and which data doesn't. Yeah, and then I think, as Catherine mentioned, one of the issues, um, which is in the, these questions are, what's the legal basis of the GDPR and the third-party transfers being based upon? How do you answer a question like that? Right. And Microsoft offers here the um, data protection agreement, the data processing agreement, and then also on top, the EU standard contractual clauses, which here should be listed as the legal basis. And, and obviously one of these concerns of the GDPR and others are security concerns, data security concerns. So I know one of the questions is, you know, what additional security measures have been taken to ensure an adequate level of protection in 365? Yeah, that's the Schrems question. So that's a tricky one because uh, the authority wants to hear what organizations do, but at the same time authorities themselves do not know what needs to be done to be compliant. German and local EU data protection authorities are still waiting for guidance by Europe on, on what to request and require here. And so far, we have only heard a no by the ECJ in the Schrems 2 decision, but no constructive, this is how organizations can do it. So this question has to be answered really carefully. Microsoft has offered with its new DPA data processing agreement in uh, early January this year, some additional safeguards like how they handle requests from government agencies or how they add additional IT security measures. And those additional measures should be listed here. But definitely this is not clear whether and how authorities will accept such an answer. It might be also a good situation to postpone this answer until there's more guidance by Europe. And in these situations, too, we find that it's always best practice just to be as transparent as possible. The organization should set forth all the security measures that they take, as well as all the organizational measures that Microsoft is taking, and combine that into the, 
the, either the privacy impact assessment that they're completing or the standard contractual clauses addendum that they're filling out the security side on. And then the last piece that we always advise on, as we mentioned before, is the, you know, the, to reduce the amount of data that's transferring and, and really push on their data retention policies, and that reduces their risk overall. And so, Andy, are there any, you know, these are the, you know, a bunch of questions that have been asked. Do you have some general recommendations following up on what Catherine said in terms of how, you know, companies should deal with these issues, whether in this, you know, questionnaire or whenever they're getting questioned by authorities on M365 use? Yes. I mean, generally, organizations are required to cooperate with data protection authorities on these types of questions. At the same time, organizations must safeguard, of course, their own interests. We are in the area of administrative proceedings and organizations do not have to incriminate against themselves. So we usually recommend the following. um, Take the request from the authority serious. Perhaps even ask for an inspection of the records at the authority before answering anything, but then cooperate with the authority to the extent necessary and reasonable, and also provide available documentation such as a processing register or data protection impact assessment. And then always, and especially in these SHREMS 2 data transfer situations at the moment, critically assess and if necessary, t- challenge the legal opinion of the authority. And if there is any fine or other sanction as well, European authorities do not totally yet understand in the US situation, for example, the US laws. And so we've seen already quite some successes by explaining to European data protection authorities how the US surveillance laws really work. That's great advice. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Catherine and Andy. This was helpful. It's going to be first of probably many podcasts, I imagine, on M365 and privacy and security concerns, um, which will be coming soon um, with our partners at Lighthouse. So thanks, everybody. If you have any questions about the issues discussed today, please reach out to Andy or Catherine directly. Thank you. Tech Law Talks is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Ali McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's tech and data practice, please email techlawtalks at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and ReadSmith.com, and our social media accounts at ReadSmithLLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. All rights reserved.